to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all of you smart marks, I am Kayfabe Focus, and welcome to Kayfabe Avenue After Dark, where I review AEW Dark after the show's over. So let's get right into it, shall we? So this is AEW Dark number 61. So we had AEW Dark for about 61 weeks so far. Well, give or take, because you know they had some kind of specials here and there, but that's not that's uh, neither here or there. Let's get right into the show. The show opens with uh, Taz, Excalibur, and absolute Ricky Starks as commentators. I love the dynamic they have with Taz and Ricky Starks being on commentary. It just shows the more comedic side of Team Taz since Brian Cage is more of a serious type of a competitor. You know, it seems that Ricky Starks would be like kind of serious but also kind of funny as well. So it's good to have Ricky Starks being on commentary, showing not much of his personality and having a great chemistry with not only Taz, but Excalibur as well. So let's get into the first match. The first match is a tag team match. We have TNT, which is uh, Devon Dudley's sons, and they're making their AEW debut versus Chaos Project, who is currently four and two in tag team competition. Now, Terrence and Terrell Dudley. Um, I can't really tell which is which yet, since this is my first time seeing them, uh, and hopefully we'll see them a lot more, since it's, from what I've seen so far through this match, they're a really good tag team, but let's get right into it. So, KS Project comes out, and they start to look more of a tag team, it seems that red is going to be their tag team color. You see Sir Pentico and Luther both wearing red. So that's good for them. Um, they throw the jackets that they have on to TNT and basically ambush them. And it seems as though the, chaos, the chemistry with Chaos Project is getting up better and better every week. It, they have... Their own style of tag team moves, which is basically just Luther using wrestling moves on Serpentico to slam him onto their opponents. Like I said, this is very unique. I've only seen it done once in a while when some certain tag teams do it, but it seems that every single tag team move that they do is just Luther slamming Serpentico on their opponents and basically chaos project they dominate TNT for most of the match and TNT gets a hot chag and they try to start to make a comeback and they try to start building momentum however Luther gets 
a blind tag as they single footed 3D. Luther gets him and prevents them for, for actually doing the 3D. And then him, Luther, and uh, Serpentico hits the creeping death for the win. Chaos Project is now 5-2 and two when it comes to tag team matches in AEW. Now, this was a great match for TNT. Like I said, I would love for them to keep making appearances on Dark and eventually get signed by AEW. And even with, even though it was a brand new tag team, it, they did not look green at all. You know, I want to know, where has these guys wrestled before? I haven't seen any match with them, you know. I would love to see some more of them. You know, like I, I want to see their past matches, their past promos. I want to actually hear them do a promo as well, because from what I see from their ring work, their dad, Levon Dudley, definitely trained them well, very, very well. He should definitely be proud of these two guys and what they've done on AEW Dark. And hey, the future's bright for both of them. I'm telling you right now. We're gonna see TNT making a huge force in the future. So, with that being said, let's go into the next match, which is also a tag team match. We have the newly signed, the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowen versus Louis Valley and Justin Blacks, and this is their tag debut. This is another match where single competitors get teamed up against a real tag team. And basically, the claim comes out and Max Caster comes out with the bars. And he's basically straight rap dissing Louis Valley and Justin Black. It seems that they get very embarrassed. And let me tell you, Max Caster, if he could do this... On the mic, I could just imagine what kind of promos that he would do when he's not even trying to rap. So I'm looking forward to see more and more of Max Caster, more of Anthony Bowen, and more of the acclaimed. But hey, let's get into this match. So like I said, last week the acclaimed was signed and they picked up their first win. And they're trying to replicate the same success this week against Valet and Blacks. Now, they're, they're a great tag team. The chemistry is off the charts. The claim is booked to look strong and they dominate the match for the most part. At one point, Blacks was trying, was, was on the mat trying to get the tag and then Bowen just basically dropped to the floor with him, straight making fun of him, talking trash. Basically saying you're not going to get the hot tag and everything. Anyways, Caster tries to go for the pin. But Valley breaks it up. And Max seriously knocks the living shit out of him. And gets him out of the ring. Um, but eventually Valet gets the, the tag. And tries to gain the momentum. But Max stops him. It, it wasn't going to go through. The claim does their tag, the double team tag, the their double team finisher for the win. I'm not sure what is the name of their tag team move yet. Like I said, um, they just started winning, so hopefully they'll have something 
very good for their uh, tag team finisher name. Now, the claimed are now two and one in the tag team division. And like I said, I hope they're featured more. They have skill and they have the it factor without a doubt. You have Anthony Bowen looking always looking strong and Max Caster coming out with the bars. So now let's get into the next match, which is once again a tag team match because AEW roster when it comes to tags, tag teams are stacked. Now we have Top Flight, who was featured on Dark before. They're currently 0 and 1. And they're facing Baron Black and Frankie Thomas. Please keep in mind that this is that Baron Black has no relation to Justin Black's. Just, you know, they just have two different uh, similar sounding names, but they're completely different. And then uh, Frankie Thomas. Honestly, if, if it was up to me, I would have booked Louis Valley and Frankie Thomas and Baron Black and Justin Blacks. They just sound way better, you know? That's, that, but that's just me. So anyways, both Baron Black and Frankie have been featured on Dark in the past. However, this is their first time tagging as they face Top Flight. Now, Top Flight, their brothers, they almost look like twins. I'm not going to lie. They almost look like twins. They have subtle differences between hot and that's how you could uh, tell them apart. Now, this is a match that could have gone either way as all the competitors are in are new in AEW and all of them have yet to pick up a win in the AEW ring. Now, they offer their hand to uh, Black who kicks their hand out the way to start the match. It starts with a it starts with a very quick pace chain grappling like really fast. Like it, it's crazy how fast the chain grappling was between Baron Black and one of the members of Top Flight, which I like I said I still can't figure out which one which who is who yet. Eventually we will. So e either way they come into a stalemate. They both get the tag. Now, Thomas, Frankie Thomas, is not a quick-paced wrestler. You could tell that he's more of a strong, rough-neck competitor. Um, Thomas is able to get the momentum back on their side and tags Black, who puts uh, Darian in an abdominal stretch. And... You know, he almost taps, but he was able to get out. Now, like I said, this is a great match, especially since you really can't tell who's going to win. It could go either way. The momentum goes back and forth. Um, now, Dante almost made the tag to Darius, but, um, but Thomas pulls him back, and Thomas goes to strike Darius, but Darius instead hits him and was able to get the tag. And then now they ex now Darius and Thomas are exchanging strikes. And then Darius hits the Spanish fly in the middle of the ring for the near win. Like, I'm talking, it was very, very close to a three count. Like, 
I'm pretty sure that that as as soon as the referee's hand was about to hit the mat, he kicked out. So now Top Flight does their double team move with a double pin on Thomas for the win. Top Flight is now one on one in tag team competition in AEW. And for those who watch AEW Dynamite, the Young Bucks have called them out so they could uh, fight, defend the AEW Tag Team Championships against them. Now, personally, I would have rather given that opportunity to the acclaimed because it seems like they have it all right now. But hey, if the Young Bucks wants to fight top flight first, that's on them. They're the VPs. They obviously see more of all of these athletes than I could ever currently. So hopefully next week on Dynamite, we'll see a great match from Top Flight and the Young Bucks. And who knows? Maybe Top Flight will put up the upset. I doubt it. But hey, it's always in the cards. Anything can happen in wrestling, right? So the next segment we have is Pretty Peter Avalon, and he's still trying to do this SNL Christopher Walken type of segment. And now he's trying to wine and dine his date in the elevator. And somebody comes in and he basically yells at the person who comes in. The woman slaps him and leaves and... Peter is basically shouting as the elevator doors close to end the segment. Now, I like this new Peter Avalon. I feel like he's more entertaining than he was when he was the librarian. Now, the librarian, it was he had heat, but it was more like, I don't want to hear you type of heat. It's not like that good, oh, wow, he's doing a, something a villain would do and, you know, I got to boo him. No, it's more like, you're annoying, go away. But with this new pretty Peter Avalon gimmick, I think that he's able to go much farther than what he was. I'm hoping soon he'll find the manager that he is looking for. And he's able to pick up his first win in AEW because he actually is a very good skilled wrestler. And with that being said, let's uh, stop it right here and... uh, Get a word in from our sponsors, you know? You know, the people who keeps the white sub on Kayfabe Avenue, all right? And we're back. So, like I said, before we get got off the segment, they was doing a pretty Peter Avalon segment. I told you everything. So, let's go into the next match. The next match that we have is TH2, who is currently 3-5 and five in the 2020 Tag Team um, overall. And right now, they're facing Captain Sean Dean and Adam Priest in their tag debut. Both uh, Dean and Adam have been featured in the past. However, this, like once again, is their first time tagging. I believe Sean Dean is currently 0-21 and 21 in single competition. I hope soon that he will be able to, to um, eventually pick up a win. 
I really like Captain Sean Dean, and he's been featured on various vlogs of, I think it was either BTE or Sammy, and where everybody knows him. So basically, his stock is starting to rise. So, with that being said, Ricky Starks has been replaced by Kaz in commentary since SCU and TH2 have a feud. Kaz is on the mic talking about their feud, tells him that he respects TH2 for trying to make a name feuding with SCU. However, they're not going get, to get over on them as him and CD are ring veterans. So, Angelico and Sean Dean, Sean Dean start the match with chain grappling. And Helico gets the better of Captain Sean Dean. And Helico dominates the match until Sean Dean delivers a drop kick, forcing Angelico to tag out. Evans is, gives Sean Dean a standing twisting press for near fall, which is basically like a standing moonsault press. However, he does like a twist, like, like a complete 360 in the air, like a corkscrew moonsault onto Sean Dean, just so you know. So after that, Evans tags in at Helico, and they hit a couple of tag team moves. I would say they hit like three or four in a 20 second span, trying to chain them all together and they almost got the near fall right there. It was a two count, but you know, it seems that Captain Sean Dean is more resilient than what he looks like. So now, now mind you, Priest still hasn't been tagged. And Evans is severely making fun of him at it. The and TH2 isolation game is strong. They was able to cut that ring in half, keep Sean Dean in the corner, do lots of quick tags to get the first person in, you know, just veteran tag team stuff. So eventually, Sean Dean is able to take out both members of TH2 as a last ditch effort to save the match. And he's able to, to tag in Priest. And he comes in with a strong chip on his shoulder. He gives Angelico a great German suplex for a near fall. Um, they almost win. Um, however, Jack Evans interrupts the pin, throws him out, and gives a 450 splash from the apron onto Priest. And Angelico does a Navarro death roll for the quick tap from Sean Dean. And now TH2 is now four and five in the tag team um, standings. After the match, they point to Kaz and talk shit to end the subject. Now, next we have a commercial for a little bit of the bubbly. Next, we have another tag team match. I believe this is the fourth tag team in this AEW Dark. We have the Lucha Bros, who are 5-4 and four in 2020 tag team, versus Ashen Star and David Ali, who are making their tag debut. 
Now, David Ali has been featured in the in the past, and Ashton Starr is making his AEW debut. There's lots of pyro for the Lucha Brothers, uh, and basically the match starts with uh, Penta slapping Ali, does the Cero Miero bit, in which David Ali pushes back and calls Penta a pendejo, which Penta did not like whatsoever. Um, they go back and forth until Ali sent until Penta sends Ali to Phoenix, who kicks him and gets the tags in. One thing I notice is that Ricky Stark is back on commentary for this match. There's lots of quick pace, quick pace action. Phoenix goes for the pin for a two count. Phoenix then throws Ali into Ashton and tells him to tag in. Lucha Bros hit the double super kick on Ali and a spike pile driver on Ashton for the win. The Lucha Brothers are now six and four in their tag team record. Now, this was basically a squash match. There's no way I can sugarcoat this. Uh, the Lucha Brothers dominated throughout the whole match. They show why they're one of the best tag teams in the, ro- in the world. The chemistry is also on par since they're both brothers. It was not looking good for Ashton Star and David Ali as soon as they walked out. So, now let's get on to the next match. The next match is not a tag team match, but instead, it's a women's match. We have Danny Jordan, who is 0-5, versus the Liberian Leva Bates. Now, Danny Jordan describes herself as a mean girl and comes to me uh, comes and comes to the ring with a burn book. Now, for those who not are not familiar what a burn book is, which came from the actual movie Mean Girls, um, it's basically a notebook that has various names of people and other people basically put in insults about that person or basically makes fun of them. Now, Danny Jordan has been featured on The Dark in the past. Like I said, she's 0 and 5. And Leva is the librarian and has been so for the past two years. Now, she still hasn't gotten a win on AEW. However, she is no longer with Peter Avalon or Brandon Cutler. The initiative is dead. The librarians is dead. There is only one surviving librarian. Now, Leva tries to connect to Danny and tries to make her join the book club since she confuses the burn book as an actual reading book and everything, in which Danny replies that she's already in the book club and that Leva's also in it and shows her the burn page and she and it basically makes fun of the fact that she's not with Peter Avalon anymore. And she's like she drew Leva saying, where's Peter? Where's Peter? Which infuriates Leva. So Leva starts shoving her to start the match. She takes control of the match with multiple headlocks and hits uh, Northern Lights for a two count. Now, Danny gets frustrated and rolls out the ring and starts and decides to start doing some psychological warfare. She grabs 
leave us books and start biting, bending the spines of them and then tries to go and hit Leva with the burn book. Leva takes it away and threatens to destroy it. However, Leva, being the kind-hearted person that she is, gives, gives Danny the book back and basically they go back and forth taking control of the match. Uh, Danny hits Leva with the swinging slides, side slap for a two count, which in which I thought she was gonna pick up her first win here. So that and it was actually a good swinging slide slam. So Leva eventually picks up the win with the roll up, making her record one and one in singles competition. Leva poses after the match as the segment ends. Now the. I think this match was okay. Um, you know, Leva's okay. Danny was okay. This is, but you know, like I said, this is a, this is probably not a match that you would probably stick around to watch. Now, with that being said, let's go into the next match. We have Allen Number Five Angels, who is currently six and ten in tag and singles, versus the master of the Tornado BET. Sammy's best friend, Fuego Del Sol, who is currently 0-3 and three in AEW singles. Now, Fuego, like I said, is Sammy's best friend, and he gets another round of booking despite losing the BTE tournament on Sammy's vlog. And on Sammy's vlog, um, Cody's been praising Fuego as the master of the Tornado DDT, just making fun of the whole situation. Uh, like I always say, Fuego is still about two years away from being ready for AEW, but he's here despite all of that. Now, the Dark Order comes out with Alan Angels, number five. Now, he's sporting a new jacket, all white, has a Roman numeral five on the back of it. I'm guessing this is what he found that makes him different since... Since you know, Alex and um, John Silver got got the beard and the long hair. Ten has the trench coat, and Jay's a woman, and then Evo and Stu Grayson. Everybody knows knows about them, so it's good to see that Alan Angel's character is now finally developing. So the Dark Order goes to the back, including 10, who usually stays for fives matches. This was a very, very fast, quick-paced match. It seems like Fuego is starting to show more aggression in, more aggression in ring. He gets more offense in than he does in the previous matches. Now, Fuego has the skills, and it shows. But he just needs to build up his body to actually look like a contender. And he needs to, you know, work on what, whatever it is that he's trying to make his character be. Because he doesn't want to be some kind of generic luchador from Birmingham, which is the lucha capital of Alabama, apparently, according to Taz. So, now, Fuego tries to go over... The top rope from the apron but Alan catches him midway and hangs him on the rope they fight to the outside 
Allen gives Fuego a lowdown from the apron. And it looks like he not only hurts Fuego, but he also hurt his knee. But he's And Fuego starts to fight back to try to gain momentum. But Fai flips him and stomps on his chest. Allen then starts to run turnbuckle to turnbuckle to do a second rope moonsault and misses. And then it looks like Fuego is about to take it and signals for the DD, the Tornado DDT. Uh, Allen reverses it and kicks him in the face. Allen hits the wing snapper for the win. Allen is now 7-10 and 10 in overall record, which includes singles, tag, and trios, and five poses for the end of the segment. Now, the next segment that we have is uh, Inner Circle, Dark Order, a little bit of the bubbly commercial. And speaking of commercials, let's hear another word from our sponsors. And we're back. Now, the next match is... Uh, Women's tag team match. We have Dream Girl Ellie and Genocide versus Ivelisse and Diamante, who are six of one in tag. Now it doesn't say women's tag yet. I wonder if Tony Khan will eventually have women fight for the world tag team matches, the world tag team titles, since there's no women's tag titles yet. Because it says six and one in tag, so I'm I would like to see if Ivelisse and Diamante gets more wins. Will they even be featured on that type of ranking? It's still up in the air. I'm gonna have to check check it out. Now, I never seen Ali or Jenna in AEW, but they had cool outfits. Ellie had a Freezer Force armor, and Genocide has her face painted silver, and Genocide is Basically, a tall woman looks very strong. Now, Genocide and Ivelisse start the match. And Jenna is the first to strike, which is usually something that Ivelisse does. So, keep that in mind throughout the match. So, Genocide then, pull, then pulls Ivelisse to the corner to tag Ellie in. Ellie get, gets some offense, offense in. But Ivelisse tags in Diamante. They do a double team move on Ellie. And Ivelisse immediately rushes to Genocide. As expected to try to take her out for striking her first. Now Diamante takes control of the match with various stiff kicks and knees. Diamante brings Ellie to the corner for a tag. Ivelisse does a double arm Suplex for a two count almost had it But it seems as though Ellie is more resilient than what she looks like So then Ivelisse decides to put her in a bow and arrow stretch and then Decides to do a fisherman suplex for a two count now It's around this time Ellie starts to fight back and goes to the top rope and dives off of it to send Ivelisse head first to the mat. Now they're both trying to get hot tags. They're all they're both crawling to try to make it to their respective partners. They 
both get Jenna and Diamante tagged in. And Jenna basically steamrolls Diamante. Diamante tries to go for a cross body, but Jenna catches her and does a very, very great fall away slam. Now, Genocide decides to Genocide decides to pick Diamante up for a fisherman's carry, but Ivalice tags herself in and goes to the top rope. Now, Jenna notices this and immediately smashes Diamante onto the turnbuckle, causing Ivalice to fall right on top of Diamante, which is which is where you know Jenna's shoulders is at too. So it seems as though Jenna's trying to give them both a Samoan drop. Ivalice escapes as Jenna tries to drop them both and goes for the cover. However, Ivalice breaks it up. Um, Ellie gets the blind tag and hits them both with both Diamante and Ivalice with a cross body. Diamante, however, knocks her out with the elbow and dives on Jenna outside. Ivalice wins with a high angle Texas clover leaf for the win. Ivalice does not want to take off the submission. And Diamante basically had to pull her off and say, hey, it's okay, we won the match. Uh, they pose after the match. They are now seven and one. And this was a great match to me. I think both Dream Girl Ellie and Genocide are great competitors. They should be featured more on Dark. And what can I say about Ivelisse and Diamante that you don't already know? They're six and one the tag. They won their f the first ever women's tag tournament. They're over. I'm hoping eventually AEW debuts women's tag team titles so they can actually dominate and you know actually do something instead of just being on Dark all the time. However, that's something that is eventually gonna happen. So. Let's get into the final match of AEW Dark and the main event, which is Jersey's Finest, which is Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela, who is currently 8-5 in the tag team division versus Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt. Now, Jurassic Express is currently 10-5 and, and is ranked number five in the tag team rankings. So Jersey Finest comes out, Sunny Kiss does the split on the top turnbuckle. Joey tries to do it, but ends up hurting himself as they finish posing. Next, we have Jurassic Express coming out. It seems as though Marco's stunt has glasses now. The commentators were saying that Marco was finally able to get money to visit an optometrist. It seems that as though it's not that Marco Stunt can't read, it's just that he needed glasses to read. So just a little a little funny a little funny joke in the commentators. Um, Taz also says not to mention the rankings as he has a huge problem with whoever is determining it and Ricky Starks strongly agrees with Taz's statement. Now, Jungle Boy and Sunny Kiss start the match in a quick fashion. The momentum's going back and forth with chain grappling, ending up in the stalemate. So they decide to tag out. So now Joey Janela and Luchasaurus is now currently in the ring. 
And Joey Janela, he's having a hard time getting any type of offense in. And Lucha Stars is, is just standing there waiting for him as he keeps on doing shoulder blocks. Now, Sonny Kiss tries to help and tags in and tries to and tries to do a shoulder block. However, Luchasaurus takes them both down with his own shoulder blocks. So Luchasaurus tags in Jungle Boy for an, and then they do an assisted senton on Sunny. So Sunny reverses a suplex and sends Jungle Boy into Joey's corner as Sunny Kiss does the cartwheel splash onto the turnbuckle. To towards the turnbuckle. This is when Joey Janela tags in and they do a tag team combination that gets quick offense in and tags Sunny back in. Um, Sunny Kiss does a split legged leg drop for the two count. Sunny tags Joey back in as they try to do another tag team move in the corner. As you can see, Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss working as an efficient tag team, cutting off the ring, keeping Jungle Boy in their corner, doing quick tags to keep the fresh man in. It just goes to show that they're meshing a little bit more, and who knows, eventually, maybe they'll be a force to be reckoned with. Maybe not, but hey, at least they're doing something. So, Jungle Boy basically flips over flips Sonny over the tone buckle and tries to go to attack with Luchasaurus. However, Joey Janela elbows Luchasaurus off the apron, preventing the tag. Now, Joey Janela starts laughing at, at um, Jungle Boy and chases him as Jungle Boy dives through the rope onto Sunny Kiss. And then Joey Janela decides Fuck it, I might as well dive too. So he decides to dive on Luchasaurus. And then they get back in the ring. They go back and forth until Jungle Boy hits a huge, huge clothesline on Joey Janela. He tags in Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus does his kicking spot on both Joey Janela and Sonny. Luchasaurus goes for the choke slam on Sonny Kiss. But Sonny Kiss reverses it. And he Joey hits him with another elbow. They do a shoulder tackle on Lucha and knocks him out, out of the ring. Now, Joey Janela goes to the apron and decides to do a Hurricane Rana off of it, but Luchasaurus decides to lift, to lift him back. Now, this spot confused me a little bit, but Jungle Boy super kicks Joey and, which gives him the, the the momentum to finish the Hurricane Rana. I'm not sure why Jungle Boy would do that to Luchasaurus. It seems like he really didn't think that through. So, and then Sunny, Salt, Sunny Kiss does a moonsault from the top turnbuckle onto the outside to Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy then runs and gives a Canadian Destroyer onto the floor. And Marco's stunt is shown fanning everybody so they could wake up. Uh, during the last couple of minutes of this match, everyone is showing signs of fatigue, of being battered and bruised, which means, hey, this match can end in any second. So Luchasaurus hits the choke slam on Kiss. Joey hits the super kick on Luchasaurus. 
um, which and Lucha Boy, uh, Boy, Jungle Boy tags in before he gets out. They do the land of the lost for the three count. Jurassic Express is now 11 and 5 in tag team and is still ranked 5. Now, Jersey Finest and Jurassic Express, they all celebrate in the ring as this, as the show ends because of course it's all friends wrestling. So, they all have to pose have every, have all their hands raised and whatnot to send everybody happy. Now, this was a great episode of Dark, I would say. I would say to check out the Acclaim match. Check out TNT's match. Check out Top Flight's match. Um, check out TH2's match as well. Lucia Brothers was basically a squash match. Um, Alan Angels was, match was uh, is a squash match as well. Dream Girl Ellie and Genocide versus Ivelisse and Diamante. That's another match you should look at as well. The main event, eh, I mean, if you've seen Jersey's Finest and Jurassic Express before, you're not going to miss much out of it. So, now with that being said, it's seen. Now, with that being said, those are all the matches in AEW Dark on the AEW YouTube channel. I encourage you to watch weekly. But with that being said, you can find me on I on Instagram. Username is taken try another one. Join our Facebook. Like, comment, subscribe to all of our YouTube videos. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, donate, support K Avenue whenever you can. Um Please promote us as much as you can. Listen to the Chaotic Stream podcast. And with that being said, Johnny, take us home. Let's take a bite out of that. Oh, I hear ya. Table for two. Save me a bite. (laughs) And guess what? Johnny Hungry.